Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I'm super excited about this episode. I feel like you're really going to enjoy the story of my guest. So let me introduce Holly. At 34, she was a successful architect, couldn't stop the perfect world she created from crashing down. And from this low point, she vowed to do better and spent the next 20 years making good on that vow. Across the country, she explored spirituality, neuroscience, psychology, and a deep dive into the Buddhist practices. Her quest would evolve into the creation of the Pearl Love Formula, a transformational set of mindfulness and meditation practices she now imparts as a seasoned coach, teacher, and lecturer. Holly, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. Every time I hear you, somebody read my bio, I just I have to remind myself, good job. I've come a long way, baby, from that low point. So thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thanks for being on the show. And, and there's so many lessons in the life journeys that everybody goes through, but also when we hit those low points. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems that we do have to, even in in, wor- in the world with climate change, whatever, it seems like we have to hit those low points before we want to make a change. And I certainly did that. Like I said in my bio, I had everything you're supposed to need to be happy. I was an associate principal at a large firm doing work in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, and for Stanford. Uh, I had the perfect house, career, life, everything you could have wanted, but I was doing it for the wrong reason. I was doing it to appease my anxiety, to prove to myself that I was worthy and lovable, things I learned as a child that I wasn't. And so at 34, all of that came came crashing down and and I knew there had to be better. And that's the beautiful thing about why well, I made a vow to life, God, Buddha, the universe, anyone out there listening, help me and I'll change and give me a second chance. And and so I was given that second chance. And when you make a vow and when you make an intention, I had no idea, Sarah, how to get out of where I was, how stuck and isolated I was. But if you really, truly believe there has to be better, a way will show up. And that's exactly what happened for me. And I'm so grateful to be here today. I love that. So if you truly believe a way has to be better, there is a way will show up. That's right. You don't have to know how to get to where you want to go. You just have to believe it. Your mind is that powerful. Believe there's a path and watch for it to show up. There was a quote by Rumi that's not exactly that, but pretty close. It's very deep in in philosophies and and, in cultural and religions and way back wisdom that really, if you put your mind to it, you just need to be aware and available to to react to respond to what shows up. Yeah. It's really interesting you bring this up because you seemingly had everything and you use yeah. the phrase that the perfect life and everything that you should have wanted. And right. society puts those pressures on us. Even as young kids were asked, 
what do you want to be when you grow up? Like they're five. They don't <laughs> know what that means. No, exactly. Exactly. In fact, in my teachings, I hope someday to have a foundation or some part where we could teach kids early on that they have the power to create their lives exactly how they want to be based on their thoughts, emotions, and feelings, not based on the conditioning that we get because we get it so early. And often our parents who love us have their own conditioning that they're also dealing with. And so you get these ideas about yourself that aren't true, but you, but over time, because we you repeat these ideas to ourselves, we believe them as true and take them on as our identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And it starts with, I think it comes from a place of love, making sure that our kids are able to do the things they want to do. But it does put that pressure on to get the house, to get married by a certain age, to have children, to have that wedding, whatever it is. And then sometimes we find ourselves in a life that we don't even like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this generation, the younger generation, isn't feeling that pressure as much. But certainly I felt that I was good at what I did and I did it well and I was very successful, but it wasn't it, it wasn't joyful for me. And, and so I, I made two intentions to the world in my early 40s. because About 10 years into my journey, I started seeing that I would have something to say. And I put two intentions in, in my early 40s. The first was to retire from architecture before I turned 50. And the second was to have the time and space to write about what I thought I knew back then. As intentions go, I retired three days before I turned 50. And in 2017, thank you, <laughs> I sat down to write. But it wouldn't be until we were all sequestered in our homes during the COVID pandemic that I had been writing about my journey and I had these waking monologues, I called them, and I printed out a book proposal uh, for a manuscript I've been working on for Hay House. And I looked over and I could see it. It was amazing. And there's been a few of these awful moments where the lights came on. It's like this veil was lifted and I could see this path, this very circuitous path that I had just been on for 20 years, but a very straightforward kind of dialect from that that's very doable and very applicable and and there's some very simple truths in it from all those different modalities that I looked at that back up these practices and so I came up with the acronym for love pledge evaluate recognize which is the more uh, cerebral part of the formula where we start to grow our awareness in our mind of the thoughts emotions and feelings that we've created our lives from and then locate, open, vest, and expand the more spiritual part of the formula that where we open our hearts and um, expand beyond our condition limits. But yeah, I've been out there teaching those. I spoke at a mindfulness expo in Anaheim uh, last month. I've been guesting on podcasts. And yeah, it's been a joy. A long journey. And it hasn't always been a joy, let me tell you. When you first go to make change, you will, re you will meet with resistance because the mind the subconscious. So we have, each of us have like 6,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's Most of those. Anna's. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, we have those a day. Most of them are negative. Yeah. And our brain takes in 11 million bits of information every second, but our conscious mind can only process 40 or 50 of those bits. Hmm. Right. So 95% of what we've been what we've been what we've been creating the habits and patterns goes on below our our level of awareness in our subconscious mind 
And that subconscious mind is no questions asked, right? So if it's negative, if you have negative patterns that we're not even aware of, we will take those on and it will protect those, right? So when you try to go to change them, you'll meet with resistance. The mind protects its programming the way it's survival mechanism. So and I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now, yeah. but... <laughs> no, it's so interesting. Yeah, so if the, the goal of per love is to start to become aware of those patterns, right? Because we are, we not only are living from them and reinforcing them if we're unaware of them, we take them on, we identify them with them, we identify as them, as that anxiety, as that pain, as that person that's not good enough. Right? Yeah. So go back through it. So the P stands for... So if we start with pledge, right? We pledge to grow your awareness. Right. Okay. It starts with one minute, six times a day. We just take one minute, six times a day to stop, take a deep breath and watch what's going on in your mind. So often we don't pay attention to what's going on in our mind. So what we're, we, we, we watch, we're not judging our thoughts. We're not trying to push them away. We're just noticing. Okay. So, so people ask, go ahead. Okay. So pledge is about really taking in what's going on. And then is it making a statement or? So what you're doing in pledge is, so the subconscious mind is habit-based and yeah. all those negative habits. So you are creating a habit by doing something over and over again, six times a day of watching your mind. So that even though you do it once, one, one, time, one minute, six times a day, eventually it becomes automatic, which is what a habit is. So you're cre in pledge, you're creating the habit of watching your mind. That's simply all that pledge is. You need to have this habit. And if you do something over and over and over again, as we do without even knowing it, with all our anxiety and thoughts of, of unworthiness, then those things do start to become habit. And in the neuroscience part of this is that the more nerve cells that fire together, wire together. So if you start to do something often enough, it starts to get, it gets actually like concretized, set in your brain, and it becomes a habit. So in pledge, we are creating a habit of, of growing that awareness. Wow. And that's probably so powerful in itself, even without yeah. the rest of the, yeah. the process. Yeah. Just knowing that the, the subconscious mind is, it's not going to ask if patterns are bad or good. It's just going to go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and if you created a bunch of things, like mine was anxiety, guilt, unworthiness, you're going to be living your life through that lens. Yeah. And so in growing that awareness, then you can then go into E, evaluate and start to look at what these patterns are. Okay. So first, it's really about becoming aware on a more regular basis throughout your day and okay. then evaluating. Now, what would that look like? How would somebody go about evaluating? So that is, that is the most difficult part of the formula. In some ways, you know intellectually what some of your patterns might be. And so while, while P is one and done, you create the habit and you're good to go. And E, you go back to it in layers. There's a poem by uh, Robert Bly called The Long Black Bag We Drag Behind Us. Mm. It says, as you get older and keep, people don't like things about you, or you're trying to please your parents, you take these parts of you that you think are unacceptable and you stuff them in this bag. And depending on what happened, most of us don't get through the first 30 years of of our lives without some kind of trauma or tragedy, some, some of that stuff can be deepest in the bag. So I tell people in E-Evaluate to start with the easy stuff. You might be a procrastinator or what we're doing in Evaluate is looking for targets 
targets for change. And you can start with some easy stuff and then come back for the harder stuff later. So I know, for example, anxiety is always a big one of mine. It's easy to start with. Or like I said, procrastination. Yeah. And, and this is a time where if you're journaling or, you know, and, and also when you're watching your mind, what are those thoughts we start to write down and evaluate? What are those thoughts that keep coming up? And sometimes we know them intellectually, but we don't say, wow, I keep telling myself this. So journaling, talking to a, a friend or a therapist, but in evaluate, to start with, you just need to pick one or two, because I'm sure I had plenty of things in my black bag to do. <laughs> Yeah, I I really do that analogy because it it puts it in perspective of how it all got there and why we may be stuck in our life right. because we right. have this anchor we're dragging around with in, probably an anchor in the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, absolutely. It can get long and heavy and it can wear you down and you don't even know it's there. You don't want to look at it. You don't want to show others. I tell people to go into the bag with kindness and compassion but also with honesty and, and as best you can without judgment is often low down in the bag. We're often judging ourselves very harshly. Yeah. Now, as much as you can go into this process, this whole process with kindness and compassion, because we weren't taught as children the, the workings of the mind and how we are much more than our, our, what I call our TEF, our thoughts, emotions, and feelings. We, we get so enmeshed in them, we don't realize that we are so much more than that. So go into this process with kindness and compassion, and, and it's going to help open that up a little bit for you. And again, if, if you have this intention to change and to find that peace and happiness, you, you'll find a path, if, whether it's per yeah. love or some other path will show up for you. Yeah. And so then what's R? R is then recognize these patterns as they come up in your daily life. Yeah, we, we created our habit for change. We've identified a few targets. Or we, we created our habit of watching the mind. We have identified a few targets for change. And in R, we recognize them as they come up in our daily life. There's a moment when it first arises that you want to catch it before it drags you down, like being in the jaws of a mad dog and throws you this way or that or takes you deep down the rabbit, rabbit hole of despair, which happens very quickly, right? You want to catch it. And recognize it for what it is, for a thought that's probably not true, right, that you've created, right? And once you recognize it, you can, you expect it, you welcome it, but you don't engage in it. Now, this uh, is, uh, I tell people this usually doesn't work at first <laughs> because we're so enmeshed in it. So there's this, uh, what I call an indirect way to recognize, and that is to, and that is this, and this is something that with practice you'll see can really be helpful but acting in ways contrary to your patterns aids in helping you create space between you and your thoughts emotions and feelings mm. because if you think about it your neural net is wired together with all this anxiety and pain and depression but nerve cells that no longer fire together no longer wired together so if you're actually practicing self-compassion or kindness or forgiveness you're creating new pathways, such as you are with, with pledging to watch your mind. And, and so you're starting to, so those other nerve cells start to break up. And from that distance, you can see them. You can yeah. start to catch them. And it, it, like anything, it takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pledge, evaluate, and recognize. And I think that's probably really eye-opening, right? It, it's a yeah. 
it's something that you're doing on a regular basis now. It's not something that you only do once a year, like New Year's coming around, <laughs> time to evaluate my life. That's um, right. That's right. It's more exactly a daily practice. Yeah, I, I tell, and that's perfect, Sarah. I tell people if there's only one thing you take away from this talk or anything about ProLab, is that if you want to make a change in your life, you must do it over and over and over and over again. You must listen to this episode three times. You might listen to it once and you go, yeah, that was really interesting. But three times to even remember it, eight turns for it to sink in and 21 days to make something a habit. Because we're doing that automatically, right? With our negative step every day. So we have to start to counteract that. So it doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take consistency and attention for sure. Yeah. And it's it's a, it brings it to the forefront every day. So that, every day. that bag that you have, you're going into, maybe not on a huge deep level for a couple hours every day, but you're going into it and you're really breaking that stuff up. And I imagine that then becomes more manageable and more as you said, automatic, it becomes a habit. Exactly. And so when you do break this stuff up, there's these, it creates this space for these aha moments, these moments of peace to come through. And you're absolutely right. It, it becomes a, something that, that you understand as thoughts, emotions, and feelings rather than something you're enmeshed in. And this understanding is so contrary to the way that we are, were raised that, again, it's something you really need to practice and to, to understand, but you have the power to change these patterns. And again, the subconscious mind will not ask any questions. So if you put in an, a new pattern of self-compassion or, or self-love, it's going to start to bring that back up to you. Yeah. So yeah, it makes it, I, I've found, I, I mean, you're right on, you're right on there that of all the practices in per love, PER seems to be the missing link between stuck and isolated to the door of, of self-exploration. Yeah. Right? We're, so, we're so entwined in all this tech that we don't know that there's so much more for us to explore in our own kind of self, in our own true nature. Yeah. And yeah. And what's really interesting, everybody, as you mentioned, has a bag. I, I'll use an example. When I was in an art class in probably middle school, I wanted to do this pottery thing of a horse. I was into horses. Mine did not look like a horse at all. (laughs) And somebody in the class, a kid, I don't know, they're like 11. They're probably Picasso or whoever. They said, you're just not very creative. And so that is something I shoved in my bag and I never took another art class again. And that stuck with me. And then one year, I do a theme every year. and it was about tapping into my creativity. And so I did all these things that I was like, I'm not going to be good at it because I'm not very creative. And, and here I am like in my 30s, I think I was in my 30s at that point. And I took a pottery class, I took a painting class, and I found out that I actually was very creative. That's an excellent example, right? Because it doesn't take much yeah. to, 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 you know, to shove that part of you in a bag. Like you said, that one guy's comment, yeah. And you shoved your whole creativity in your bag for how many years? It yeah, a little take... eleven year old. <laughs> right, exactly. And we're so for... we're, we're, there are formative years. And yeah. so it doesn't take much, but we then, like you said, you believe it. I am not creative. Yeah. Right? And that becomes, like you said, a pattern until you pull it back out, look at it. Wait a minute. This was just some kid. What does he know? 
Yeah. And look at what, what I've done. And we, and of course, people call those limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so now the love part. So love is the more spiritual part. Uh, so so prayer takes you to the door of self-exploration. And as you, like I said, as you start to uh, create space between yourself and your thoughts, emotions, feelings, you start to find this kind of, this authentic silence. Yeah. And it's what meditation is all about. This space where your aha moments, your peace will come through. You can feel it. There's, there's a vast realm of intelligence, according to Eckhart Tolle, beyond thought. So love is to locate a little bit of that space. Right. And at first you can just, you just might locate a bit of it and you use it as an object of meditation. And when you locate it and you might, and you meditate on it, you might notice that it's expandable. It's maybe a little bit beyond this body and mind. But then once you locate it, you, you drop from your head to your heart, your head to your heart, because this is the true nature of your mind. Your, your true nature is in your heart. And then you open your heart. You actually practice opening your heart. And people say that it's said that we are really highly underuse our power of imagination, but what we think becomes real. So if you actually imagine opening your heart, you will feel this flow, right? To feel this natural flow that comes through your heart. And then, and then, then begins to best, invest in what flows through there. There's un unconditional love, universal compassion, and infinite wisdom. And finally, then you vest in there, you spend as much time as you can in that flow of an open heart, but also you vest in the obstacles that come up in your life, because while your small, isolated self is using all your thoughts, emotions, and feelings to keep you fearful, your omnipresent, omnipotent, universal self is showing you in every person, place, and thing, everything that's going on in your life, what you need to set yourself free. Wow. And that's very but powerful. Yeah, yeah. And finally, then we e-expand beyond our conditioned limit. Once you understand that, that the mind is conditioned, it's a tool that's conditioned. It's a biocomputer. Computers are based off of the mind that we can start to create that space, understand what these conditions are. We can expand beyond our conditioned limits. And I say in the end, finding true happiness might be a little more subtle than people expect when we realize that you that and the world around you are one and the same. They say that it's hard to really understand what it means to become awakened and fully uh, enlightened. But I tell people when you stop seeking, you have arrived. So say that again. When it's hard to, it's said that true enlightenment or understanding what awakening fully means is beyond words. But when you stop seeking, you have arrived. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. And it's, it's but even if you're not that, and I try to keep religion out of it because there's a lot of people, the spiritual part is, is there for you if you want, but the, the cerebral part is really the three simple practices to transformation. So however far you want to take it, the, the formula is meant to go back and forth as many times as, as you want or need to and take it as far as you'd like to go. So, yeah. So you, this was 34, you were at your low point, you discovered... Mm -hmm a whole different world, a whole different you probably. And now you're doing this, you're helping others. How did that evolve from your own transformation into helping others? It wasn't easy. So again, you're going to, when I first decided to make this vow, I, it catapulted me out of a mutually manipulative and controlling marriage. Went into an eight-year battle for my children. 
it would take, and at the same time while working, single mom, working full time, it would take everything I had at the time, which wasn't much to prevent my permanent alienation from them. I was alienated from them for a while, but been making this vow and keeping it. Like I said, I, things started showing up, a book after book. And if I had a question, the next thing I read was the answer. I was so open to finding that truth. So for the first, I don't know, 10 years, I was just surviving. Just And so, and then there came a moment, like I said, when I realized it was in 2009 as wow, I really have something, I'm learning something here. And that what I loved about it so much, Sarah, is that all the different modalities that I learned from all pointed back to those few simple truths, which is that we're not our thoughts, emotions, and feelings, that we're so much more than that. The thoughts alone are powerless. If we don't engage with them, they, they simply like an, a wave in the ocean, they'll come up and they'll dissipate. It's when we grab onto them that we struggle. And that the subconscious mind is, it's pliable and it's changeable and it's a tool for you. So it was a long process. And, and obviously I'm, I'm hoping that people don't need 20 years to get here to where I was. But in, back 20 years ago, there wasn't as much, right, as, of, of these podcasts and the stuff. But there's a lot now. There's a lot, there's a lot of ways back to these truths. I love that all of the things I learned pointed back to these same truths. And what you find when you go down this path and you train your mind, it's all about mind training, is that you find this freedom and power to create your life however you'd like to do it. And this is how I'd like to create my life. And so here I am. Wow, that's so powerful. And the fact that you were able to go through all of that to truly design what you want your life to be is just incredible. Yeah, I have no regrets. It was tough. I do regret what my children went through. But I knew I, it, every time I was faced with something, I had to, I'd find my strength and I would maybe turn around, shut the door and, and crumble. But every time I had, I, in, in, in fighting for my kids, I had to realize there was somebody other than my self-absorbed, unhappy, anxiety-filled self. I had to care for others. I was alienated from my father as a child, so I knew the repercussions of it which is what kept me in it. So everything is aligned to show you what you need to set yourself free. So I don't lament any of it. And I'm happy to be here. And I get, I wish I was 20 years younger, of course, (laughs) but I'm so grateful to be here and understand how we're all connected and we all can help each other to find this type of freedom and creativity. Wow. I love your story. It's so powerful. Thank you for sharing and being open and honest on this episode. And then sharing the per love formula. I think that is something that many people can truly benefit from. And if somebody's listening to the show and they're like, okay, I need to connect with Holly, how could they connect with you and what might they expect? Okay, so I have, if you go to perloveformula.com, P-E-R-L-O-V-E, formula.com, and you sign up for our newsletter, I send out a monthly newsletter with insights on the practices. I will pick a particular practice and highlight it for the month. And also I'll list podcasts like this one on there. But also you'll get a link to a class called The Lost Formula to Happiness, a free link that takes you through the formula, right? From P to, to, to E. And I suggest that if you're interested, you take that and you listen to it, not just once, but over and over. It's free. 
you can download it. Just sign up for our newsletter, uh, which helps grow the practices if you if obviously if you sign up for our newsletter. And if you're interested in more, we have a perfect practice forum. It's twice a month to join, and we go to we meet uh, the first and last Tuesday of the month online to go through each practice. We have different modalities. It first starts with the basics, then from the outside in, simple and obvious, and the middle way. And in January, you can join any time, but in January, we're starting very over from the beginning. So a great time to start uh, if, you, if you want to check it out. You can email me at holly at proloveformula.com with any questions. And yeah, I'd love, I'd love to have you join the forum, but at a minimum, listen to the class. And if it speaks to you, just really, if anything speaks to you, listen to it over and over. Great. And I'll go ahead and drop that link for the newsletter so you can sign up and get that um, class as well for free in the show notes. So if you're listening, go ahead and head on over to the show notes to grab that. Thank you so much for doing this episode. I truly learned a lot and I appreciate your story and your journey. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad. And it's wonderful. And like I said, free love is just one path. But uh, as an architect, I guess my gift is clarity, trying to tell people that I, I, I am working on getting mindfulness meditation training, certificate doing coming through the back way. But anyone can do this, right? Anyone who sets their mind to training their mind and creating the life they want can do it. So thank you so much, Sarah, for this opportunity. I appreciate you and, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Oh, thank you so much. All right, everyone, you can crush your goals and everything that gets in the way. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.